I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. So, we have some interesting news stories that have been coming through. The uh, teletype, can you imagine that, a teletype? But anyway, uh, and one of them I want to just talk about today that I thought was particularly interesting. It involves the... Uh, Democrats switching their party in North Carolina, in Charlotte. And this is interesting because of what happened to this Democrat. And it actually intrigued me to talk about and share with you a very important, a very important topic that I know you'll all uh, want to hear and, and think about. And before I go any further, let me just thank our sponsors. Our sponsors are the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Club. They are the NRA State Affiliate in New Jersey for helping to make this show possible. And for our good friends at We Shoot, which is the uh, target range and uh, training facility down in Lakewood. Uh, it's We Shoot, and it is WeShootUSA.com. For their website. We're going to talk more about our sponsors, of course, because we love them and they help make this show possible and help make it so I can talk to you about things such as the Charlotte Democrat. And uh, this is a state rep, and her name was uh, Tricia Coltham. And anyway, she switched parties to Republican, and that gave the Republicans a supermajority in North Carolina. And she did this. After the vote came down, removing the Jim Crow-era racist gun laws off New North Carolina's uh, books, and what happened was all the Republicans voted for it. Um, the Democrats didn't vote for it. However, what some of the Democrats did, including uh, 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 this Democrat, was they, they, didn't, they didn't vote at all. So they didn't show up, basically, for the vote. They didn't vote. And by not voting, it overrode the Democrat governor's veto. Because you know how Democrats always want to keep the uh, racist gun laws on the books. So it overrode it. And other Democrats were extremely upset with her allowing the veto override, removing the Jim Crow-era gun laws from the books. And here's where it got really interesting, because... She was being interviewed, and this is uh, actually an article off of uh, Fox News, and they were questioning her about, you know, why do you change parties, right? So she says, I noticed, I noticed some pretty big changes in the Democrat Party right when I got there. It was very disturbing. This is what she said right from the article. And it says, uh, she added that she, she has the stars and stripes on her vehicle. No, she has a flag on her vehicle. And she speaks openly about her faith. Boy, can you believe that? And, and she said, I, I've used Jesus several times when I've led our chamber in house prayer. And, and, and she was told, right? She says, I was told that you can never trust a Democrat who, quote, wears camo, all right? And just this week, I was called an amosexual. Well, that really grabbed me right there. She was called an ammo sexual. And I'm like, 
An amosexual? What is an amosexual? So I decided, like everyone else, let's just go to Wiki and look up amosexual, shall we? And what does it say? It says, a person obsessed with owning guns, a zealous supporter of the right to bear arms. And what did I discover about myself? I am coming out officially today as an amosexual. And I wanted to discuss with you amosexuality because it is clearly an important topic. And I think there are a lot of things you need to consider about amosexuality and that you may, in fact, be an amosexual as well and just don't know it. So we need to look at these things because let me tell you, you know, coming out as an amosexual, uh, it takes... Um, it takes courage today to do that in today's anti-gun environment, of course. And although it was used as a slur against this um, representative from North Carolina, it is not, of course, a slur. It's something we need to be proud of. Okay, We have pride in our amosexuality, and I'm sure uh, you can understand why that's so important, right? And if you start to understand and see in this new light about amosexuality, you realize that so many people are actually amosexuals, and many of these amosexuals um, are repressing their amosexual desires. And you see this particularly in the most anti-gun the most anti-gun voices out there. Many of them are actually closet amosexuals. And they're closet amosexuals because they cannot deal with their repressed feelings of amosexuality. And therefore, they attack other amosexual persons and try to do everything in their power to destroy them because they cannot deal with their own feelings. And I'll tell you, you know what's chock full of, of amosexuality? You see it all throughout Hollywood. Boy, is it there. It really is. But lots of times there's repressed amosexuality, and many times they're afraid to come out of the closet about their amosexuality. But if you look at Hollywood, there is just tremendous amosexuality propaganda always through uh, Hollywood. How many times have you seen firearms used in in, in, in weapons used in Hollywood movies all the time. And, and, and aren't they glorified even by these very people who claim to not like firearms? You know, look at like, like Liam Nielsen, for example. He makes his living with movies where he's shooting people all the time. He's anti-gun. That is classic amosexuality repression. He needs to come out of the closet over his amosexuality. Just think, if Alec Baldwin had just admitted to himself, realized his identity as an amosexual person, he would have had the training and experience and understand the community that could support him in his amosexuality and most likely his problems with amosexuality his issues there that, that caused him to now be subject to that entire uh, mishap probably could have been avoided if he had 
simply admitted his own homosexuality and then become part of the group and the culture and understand the right and safe ways, the safe ways to be an homosexual in our society, right? There, there are things you need to know. It isn't just an easy path for anyone. And I, like just recently I was, I was watching and you saw, you know, uh, a, this beer company was uh, heavily criticized uh, for putting um, transsexual, et cetera, on their beer can, right? And, and it's caused a lot of controversy. But look, folks, as an homosexual, we've had cold 45 on a beer for how long? That's not a problem. It's since like early 1960s, man. We got bullet whiskey. You know, that's all good. So, you know, just face, face your true identity. And that is what brings me to looking at, you know, some of the steps and things you may encounter when you are um, maybe thinking about this topic. And, uh, you know, becoming an homosexual or identifying your, your, yourself in, in this way, sometimes it can be a gradual process or it can take place uh, quickly. And um, it, it usually involves first, you know, coming out to yourself. Right? So that's what you have to do first. And this can be difficult for some, but ultimately you're going to you know, free yourself and you're finally going to find that you can be authentic and true to who you are. Right? These are important things. So I was looking at studies of this in other areas of sexuality, not just amosexuality, and I found what's called the Cass theory. Uh, Vivian Cass, who actually looked at a six-stage model folks, for this. And, and I found this model to be very instructive, and I want you, too, to share and think about these very steps. So what's step one in the CAST model? Well, that's called identity confusion, right? That's where you may wonder whether you are or maybe have inclinations toward homosexuality. Now, I know that uh, many, many folks, including myself, like were first exposed to this, you know, in the library, uh, reading uh, books and had you know, individuals using firearms that were heroic and other things, and it started to occur to me about this uh, interest and such. And then later, I I, I really got into reading, um, you know, homosexual books uh, like uh, you know uh, Jeff Cooper uh, and uh, and you know Blue Book of Gun Values and that kind of. And you know, you have to recognize that your interest is really there in this. And then there's what's called identity comparison. Now that's the next step. And that's where you may, you may feel that you, you might face social isolation for this interest, you know, that you, that you may have, you know, you're trying to cope with it and you feel this. And, um, you know, I know that uh, when I came out as an homosexual to my father, uh, he was very uh, supportive because he said, you know, in the army, he had had homosexual experiences with many different firearms and weapons. And he understood my interest. And I really appreciate having a dad that could do that. You know, it was really great. And, and, and he let me explore and be myself to have various firearms and other things in my own development of homosexuality. So, you know, and, and if you start with the comparisons, you, you may feel that um, of social uh, you know, isolation. However, keep in mind that many famous people 
are amosexuals, were amosexuals, and are. For example, many of our founding fathers were amosexuals. Thomas Jefferson was plainly an George Washington. I mean, these great men were amosexuals, and they were not in the closet about it either. They were outright open about their love. And this is also found in many of our presidents, right? So uh, President Roosevelt, probably one of the most prominent amosexuals ever to be president. But Reagan was plainly an amosexual. And for that matter, President Trump was an amosexual too. And I'll tell you who else. If you look at the entertainment, Elvis was an amosexual. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, but he plainly was. And he had some really amazing uh, firearms and uh, other, uh, I mean, he practiced homosexuality right at Graceland. I mean, I visited where he practiced it right there. And so that was it. Clint Eastwood, about that. I mean, talk about an homosexual. There you go. At least those, these folks are open about it, you know, and, but unfortunately many in Hollywood aren't. And every time you see the, 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 the anti-gunner, whether they're a Hollywood person or a Politico, the louder they're screaming about anti-gun, then you know the more they are, in fact, a closet amosexual just repressing their feelings. And you can you know that every time you see it. So just realize that about these folks. Now, the next step is identity tolerance. And identity tolerance is where there is, where you yourself accept, accept your amosexuality, and although you may have some confusion and or maybe even distress about it, hey, your, your self-concept becomes increasingly different, and you start to make contact with other people in the amosexual community, and that's where things really start to happen. And uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to continue exploring the steps of amosexuality because I know you're finding this very enlightening about this. And we can get into um, a few important things now for the current uh, movement and pride in amosexuality. And uh, we'll be talking about that when we come back from the break. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. 
You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And welcome back. This is Gun Lawyer, and I'm Evan Knappen, and I want to thank you all for being listeners. And, of course, important that you support our sponsors. Our sponsors include the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. That's ANJRPC.org. They are the number one defender of gun rights in New Jersey. They are the NRA affiliate in New Jersey. They are there litigating as we speak, fighting the carry killer anti-civil rights bill in federal court, fighting the assault firearm ban in federal court, fighting the large capacity magazine ban in federal court. Additionally, the association is in Trenton with a full-time paid lobbyist who is on the lookout for the shenanigans that like to take place in Trenton and to warn us and advise the members of exactly what's going on and what actions need to be taken as we continue to fight in Trenton. This is important to you personally because you're given updates by email right away so you know what things are out there that may affect you personally, that may affect your rights, and what you can do to defend yourself and to fight for the cause. And it is critical that you belong to the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. You also get a fantastic newsletter. The finest newsletter on gun rights in New Jersey is put out by the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. So please make sure you join and are a member supporting in our movement and our cause. Go to ANJRPC. Dot org and join. Our other sponsor, I'm proud to say, is We Shoot. And We Shoot is an uh, indoor range in Lakewood. It is a 12, 25-yard indoor shooting range. And, you know, we got to really, really uh, make sure that our ranges are maintained that we go and use our ranges because finding a place to shoot in Jersey is more and more difficult every day. It's critical to go to the range to make sure that you have the skill and that you practice and that you train. And We Shoot is a fantastic place to do it. They have a uh, full shooting range. They have training classes. They have practice. And uh, they're really one of the best geographic locations for Monmouth and Ocean County. Very easy to get to. And if you go to Reshoot, they also have something very important, and that is certified training that can get you your carry license. You see, in New Jersey, to get that carry permit, you have to make sure that your training credentials make the grade, and their certified trainers there uh, have gotten hundreds of folks uh, their carry licenses, their carry permits. They've never had a single individual that they've trained rejected 
for a carry permit because of inadequate training certification. So that's the place to go where you can use the skill and expertise that they offer so that you can get your permit to carry a handgun in Jersey. So check out We Shoot. And let me just say, you know, we're battling here this mainstream media, this big tech and all these forces that want to oppose us in our gun rights and try to shut us down. I mean, it's a reason for gun lawyer. The reason for it is we're facing this every day and we shoot is no exception. They're under attack on a daily basis. And Meta, you know, Facebook's new name, Meta, they're shadow banning them. They won't let uh, We Shoot uh, have their Facebook or Instagram pages be recommended or gain followers. You need to check out We Shoot on Facebook and Instagram. They have amazing photography. Their photography is first rate, professional. I mean, it is in house and outstanding. Check out the pictures at We Shoot. Uh, they do such a great job that many of their photos are uh, used by. You know, Sig Sauer, Smith & Wesson, they've posted their pictures on their pages, you know. They're, they're really great. Just support We Shoot. Check them out on Facebook at We Shoot USA, one word. And for Instagram, it's We Shoot underscore, you know, that little bottom line thing. We Shoot underscore experience, the word experience. And that's for Instagram. So support our sponsors so that we can keep this going and have the voice here to tell you about all kinds of interesting things. And that's what we were discussing today. We were discussing amosexuality. I mean, amosexuality is in the news. Amosexuality is what the rep in North Carolina was called as a pejorative, called her an amosexual to, quote, be offensive, right? But you know what? It's not offensive. It's not offensive. It's something we need to have a source of pride about. And we're talking about individuals and how you come to grips with your amosexuality. And as we we're looking at the different stages, we're now at the stage of identity acceptance. You see, this is where you have to uh, uh, accept and you resolve these these questions about your amosexuality and you've accepted yourself as an amosexual and this is where you start to have increased contact with your community and that's important and that can be at ranges it can be at gun clubs it's going to gun shows it's embracing and becoming that part of a community where you meet many many other amosexuals and it is uh, very enriching and it's how you grow and gain knowledge. And it also gets you to stage five, which is identity pride. You start to feel the pride and you're part of the amosexual community. You want to be part of that community. You get a pride in that community. And it helps you to deal with maybe some of the anger you feel toward those forces that keep trying to destroy us and put us into... Uh, categories of, uh, of folks that are somehow dangerous to society, etc., which is 
just so ridiculous. But yet we all have experienced it and know it. And so once you get that identity pride, it's helpful to overcome it. And then finally you get to identity synthesis. And with identity synthesis, this is where you integrate your amosexuality with the rest of yourself and your life. You make it part of your whole identity. And that's when you live the Second Amendment lifestyle, folks. You live the Second Amendment lifestyle because you have now synthesized your amosexuality into this wonderful state of being, of freedom, of an understanding that you can defend yourself and your family, of knowing that you're capable of handling it, that you enjoy shooting, admire other skills with shooting, and partake in these events in your community. And it's this whole absorption that frees yourself and makes you a healthier person. And this is what you want to do. And this is how you're going to get there. So it starts with the recognition. And I hope today I've helped you, as it in fact has helped me, to recognize we're homosexuals. It's the greatest thing. So I want to thank this North Carolina rep for putting forward this uh, unfortunate attempted slur that was made upon her, when it in fact, it is not a slur. It is a source of pride. And we all need to be proud. Don't let anyone put us down. Realize that those who are the loudest against us are in fact closet homosexuals. And the more they oppose us, the more homosexually repressed they are. And you know it. And you've seen it. So this helps to come to terms with understanding yourself and the attacks and repression that we face. And we face this, you know, in the mainstream media. We face it in big tech. They try to treat us as monsters. People, you know, try to shun us. They'll try to, police may even target us and federal agencies and rulemaking and such, all designed for this, right, to make us oppressed and not have pride but to have fear. Well, we don't want that. No, no. We unite. We show our proud, our pride. We show our pride. We fight. We fight back legally by uniting, being politically active, by doing these things so that folks know that the Second Amendment, the Second Amendment protects us all and is fundamental and never anything that we should uh, be ashamed of. In fact, we need to embrace it. And so this is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a CounterThink media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. 
The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.